0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors head into Denver for game three. And as I mentioned in the last episode, they have a real chance to just pretty much close the series. Obviously, they need two more games, but... If they could take this third one in Denver, Denver's morale is so low that if they took this one, it would be near impossible to come back from a 0-3 deficit, right? So it's pretty much over, done, right? And if I'm Steph, if I'm Draymond, if I'm Clay, and if Andre Guadalla plays, if I'm any of those guys, any of those vets, if I'm Steve Kerr, whomever else that's been there before, you want to shut this down. You know, you want to shut this down and make sure that everybody is healthy going into the second round. And it's also interesting because word has it that there's going to be a bunch of Warriors fans in Denver. And I think that's kind of funny. We all know that Warriors fans are all over the country, whether they were there before or whether they migrated there. So that's going to be really, really interesting, especially if you see like a bunch of Royal blue and gold. I'm curious what kind of spectacle it'll be if a bunch of Warriors fans show up. But one thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I was thinking about pretty much all season, is that, you know, the Warriors and Steve Kerr have always kind of talked about the San Antonio Spurs and their longevity and how they've kind of bridged eras, right? They had the David Robinson era and then. The Tim Duncan era, and then that was supported by Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. And then Kawhi Leonard showed up and then, you know, unceremoniously left for weird reasons that no one actually has ever (laughs) known. But the Warriors have wanted to build that. And they always draw analogies, as I'm sure you've heard, that Steph Curry is kind of like Tim Duncan. And to me, it's been like... Clay is the Manu Ginobili, and Draymond Green is actually the Tony Parker (laughs) to me, as weird as that might sound, because a lot of times he runs point, but Steph is obviously Tim Duncan because he is the singular, unique superstar that runs that team, that drives the culture, that drives everything, their system, et cetera, et cetera. And then Clay, I've talked about this before too, is like, he's that two guard, just like Manu in those clutch moments, but you know, you can spend some time like crisscrossing and who's who, uh, whether or not Draymond is more the Manu Ginobili type, or if Clay is more like the Tony Parker type. It's a little bit different because obviously those positions don't translate directly. But to me, I'll put Draymond with Tony Parker if that makes sense. But beyond that, they've been looking for who their Kawhi Leonard is, right? And to me, it's pretty clear that right now, it looks like it's Jordan Poole. He is that bridge player who's going to take the dynasty era into this next era. And it's interesting to me because I say it's Jordan Poole because obviously he's playing well right now in the postseason, just like Kawhi did in 2014. But also because Kawhi was very similar to Tim Duncan in his quietness in the way he just went methodically about his game without the showmanship, without being loud, boisterous, raucous, whatever. So so it made sense that he almost imitated Tim Duncan in a way. Jordan Poole, as we've seen, is the guy because he looks like Steph out there. Everything from his crazy shots to his clutch moments, to his showmanship, to his celebrations. So that's where I'm settling this debate for now. Maybe it's a debate that I just had with myself, but it's crazy because, you know, we've all seen Jonathan Kaminga this year and seen how good he is. And those similarities to Kawhi have been called out. It was called out before when he was in the G League. It was called out, like I mentioned it in a podcast episode right after I saw the first G League game, how much he reminded me of Kawhi. And then all this season people have talked about it. Steve Kerr people in the media, et cetera. So technically you kind of have like a actual kawaii type player in general, but in terms of like moving the culture and in terms of somebody that embodies that figure that embodies the culture, which is Steph to Jordan Poole, that makes a little bit more sense to me. That being said, the fact that you have Jordan Poole and then you also have Jonathan Kaminga, right? Let's not forget how freaking awesome that guy is. And it would be just a huge run of good luck if we had only Jonathan Kaminga. But we have Poole, we have Kaminga, we have Wiseman if he's healthy, and we have Moses Moody, who will be a very, very solid, solid player. That's nuts. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the Draft. Kings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, and I've said in earlier episodes during the season that I think the Warriors are going to be better next season. I mean, it's pretty obvious barring some kind of catastrophic injury to someone else again. But if you have the core guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, relatively healthy next year, and then you have Kaminga making a bit of a leap, you have Jordan Poole continuing to improve, you have Wiseman get healthy, and you have Moody improve. I mean, if you call out those seven guys, (laughs) that's pretty impressive, right? As long as the old dudes don't fall off a cliff, they'll be better next year. and. I've said this before, and I think it's probably going to be true with the Warriors having to pay Jordan Poole and then also with Andrew Wiggins' contract next season coming off the books. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they probably will try to move Andrew Wiggins regardless. Open up some space because you have Jonathan Kamingo waiting in the wings. And so this lineup that we've been seeing in the first two games of the Denver series, the one with no nickname, whatever, just the new death lineup, I'll call it. The real, real, real version of that is next season when you see Steph, Poole, Clay, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green, right? And that's when things get really, really fun next year. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm very appreciative of Andrew Wiggins, and he's been playing well. So it's not like I'm going to start talking about him being gone <laughs> just yet. He has a lot of work to do for this Warriors team. Uh, so, you know, we'll keep that uh, on the positive tip. But, you yeah, it's just something to consider when you're watching these games, right? It's like, look how quiet ended up being this, just this very quiet, silent leader that Tim Duncan was like and then you have Jordan Poole as this big shot making boisterous fun smiling excitable shooting guard who is like i said before Steph Curry light you know and one more thing Klay Thompson man he just looks like Klay Thompson now right he's just shooting jumpers he's not pounding the ball trying to do too much he's just shooting jumpers and when you have Poole Steph creating off the bounce going to the basket running actions with Draymond, then Clay can just go back to being Clay. You know, the Clay that we knew up until 2019. So all signs looking positive, but we'll see, get past this one. And we'll see how other teams plan and try to attack this new death lineup. Anyway, Just some quick thoughts. Let's go into game three. Let's see how this goes. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Ippino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and definitely check out our YouTube channel. The link to that will be in the show notes. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. If you're so inclined, please do give us a five star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be dope and super helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.